0: KCSB FM, Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Holm with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, student mental health around the holidays. Going home for the holidays can add to the stress that students are already facing. I spoke to retired psychiatrist Dr. Pam Reeves to hear from her about what students might be going through during the holiday season. It's great to have you on the show, Pam. Please introduce yourself.
1: My name is Dr. Pam Reeves, Pamela Reeves. I go by Pam. I've been doing this for 40-something years. Mm -hmm. I'm 67. I have four children. Mm -hmm. The oldest is 40 and the youngest is 26. Three boys, (laughs) young men, and a daughter. Um, So I was able to go to medical school and have children, and something I thought I would never be able to do. But thankfully, my father was a very supportive uh, OB-GYN, and uh, he was head of the director of the training residency program for Texas Tech University. And he said, if you want to do it, you can do it. You're going to do it differently, mm-hmm. but you can do it. Well, it's very successful. It, 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 like. it worked out well. Yes. And New Mexico was a fabulous medical school. And then um, I was fortunate to go to Cambridge Hospital at Harvard and then uh, stay down there on faculty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, that's where I met my husband.
0: Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so uh, this episode is all about student mental health. Mm -hmm. We're focusing, you know, on Isla Vista, on the students at UCSB. So uh, you worked at the Student Health Center here. Right. Talk to us a little bit about that before we start, because a lot of students just don't even know that this is a resource that's even available to them. Oh, my gosh. Well,
1: that is a fantastic resource. I always said to people, and I know this from my own experience, when People go, let's say, with their parents to look at campuses. They look at the library. They look at the sports facilities. Nobody looks at the student health center. (laughs) And what's available for students in terms of mental health, and it varies incredibly. Um, uh, When I was in Boston, I worked with uh, quite a few Harvard students, MIT students. Uh, They came in. It wasn't specifically like UCSB, which was all... Uh, UCSB students Mm -hmm. no staff but undergrads graduates I uh, was fortunate to uh, be able to come out here and work at UCSB for about seven years and I loved it I really really love working with student population Mm -hmm. I found it gave me hope when (laughs) I was like what is happening in the world but then I'd meet, meet these great young people who were and are leading the way. And I also found this here at UCSB was my first experience with the quarter system. Yes. Which in and of itself is quite stressful. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people that I saw at UCSB were students who, you know, just got a cold and couldn't write the paper or couldn't take the test or couldn't, uh, you know, they missed a couple days. Mm -hmm. But on a quarter system... That's huge. Yeah. And a lot of them would come in very anxious about their situation. And some of them had pre-existing anxiety. What's important to remember, and this is why the Student Health Center is such an important resource, is that for the majority of people, significant mental illness like bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, major depressive disorder... Many anxiety disorders start between the ages of 18 and 22. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when people go off to the military Mm -hmm. or go off to college, that's when we would tend to see a lot more of that start.
0: Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to talk a lot about uh, Mm -hmm. mental health during the holidays, Mm -hmm. uh, because specifically around this time, there is the possibility that kids are going home, and different family dynamics can show up when kids are readjusting to being at home. So how can students prepare to get back to a place that might be
1: a little dysfunctional? I would say I'm not really aware of any family that doesn't have some dysfunction. (laughs) So let's just start with that. You're right. How it, pardon me, manifests and plays out is very different in different families. Yes, A lot of the students that I saw dealing with anxiety or depression were first-generation college students or kids of immigrants who had come here. There is inherently a lot of pressure that a lot of students feel from their families. I think a lot of people beat up on themselves enough already, Mm -hmm. and then you have... And it's not necessarily intentionally sadistic, but it can be a lot of pressure when everybody's sitting around the table, you know, and asking, like, what are you going to do? Uncle, whoever, uh-huh. auntie, whoever, grandma <laughs> says, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. What's your major? I don't know yeah. is a fair answer. Uh-huh. And in fact, it's always okay to be confused. It's, and They may not feel that way but the student should know it's always okay mm-hmm. because you're not supposed to know. Yeah. Necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's why you're here. And even at the end of 4 years, you are not necessarily going to know what that path is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think the answer to that is to to say to your family I'm working on finding the things that make me happy. Mm -hmm. Because I want to wake up and be glad to go to work. Yes. Not that every day, it's a way, you know, walk in the park. But hopefully one will have a long life Mm -hmm. and enjoy doing what you do for Mm -hmm. the rest of it. Right,
0: because college is is the place where you're supposed to find out what is going to do that for you, what's going to make you happy. Or at least start to find out. Yes, true. College and
1: beyond. And beyond, Yes. yes. I I see it, and I would always say to the students who would, especially junior senior year, say, "Uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I would say, okay, this is a stepping stone Mm -hmm. to whatever you do next. All right. So you you touched on this.
0: There's a lot of pressure and expectations that are coming from your family.
1: And internally. Mm -hmm. So talk about that with the sort of self-imposed pressure. So yes. some students find or are inherently self floggers you know, and yeah. they've probably been self floggers since they were teeny-weeny and couldn't even tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I? Why can't I? I should have, you know, all of that going through their heads. Mm-hmm. And then if they do happen to develop an anxiety disorder or... Major depression, and one in four people in their lifetime will develop a major depressive disorder. And one of the symptoms of that um, is uh, feeling guilty mm-hmm. about things that you normally wouldn't feel guilty about. I have found over the years that that asking that particular question, you know, do you find yourself feeling guilty about things you wouldn't ordinarily feel guilty about Mm -hmm. to not be as useful as asking somebody. Do you find yourself beating up on yourself? Mm -hmm. Are the whips out? I should have. Why didn't I? I could have Mm -hmm. something's wrong with me. Um, I'm not meeting my own expectations, never mind my family's mm-hmm. or my culture's, because yeah. that, that's another factor in there. Um, I basically will say, are the whips out? Mm-hmm. Do you have the whips out on yourself? Yeah. Um, and often, mostly, especially if they're going through a depression, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sort of that like self-criticism, like exactly. self-degradation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of pressure.
1: And feeling like they're falling short mm-hmm. all the time. And that, I think, is one one of the potential pitfalls with the quarter system because de facto you're falling short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: go, go, go. You're behind always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to talk to you about just the academic stress of the quarter system. How how can you feel comfortable with this speed? Like, is healthy to try to sort of get used to that speed or deal with the stress of the speed? What would you say?
1: I I think we all have different learning styles, and some students are perfectly fine with the quarter system. They just want it done and dusted, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons, I think, Berkeley's on the semester system. Mm-hmm. You can't get p-chem, chemical engineering, all those equations, all that science, all that math into your brain into a, in a quarter. Yeah. No. Not, not in the way that you, your brain needs to process that and then interpret that and then apply that. Mm-hmm. That's why I say it's not an accident because it, that that is a high-pressure mm-hmm. system. I think it's fair to to try out the quarter system, and I would urge anybody who's thinking of going to a UC that's not – Cal mm-hmm. um, to talk with students yes. and talk with some friends and say w- what was that like for you because mm-hmm. most students have come from a semester system,
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of most of our public high schools, um, and private high schools I think mm-hmm. are um, on a semester system. So for a lot of people it's new. Yeah, they've never experienced this before, and. I think that that should be factored into how how you dis dec- or how you decide where you're going to go, mm-hmm. and and trying it and and also if you try it, and it doesn't seem to work for you, you can always change course, mm-hmm. and that's very important to remember. Um, also, one of the things I did over and over and over again, and I wish I had a nickel for every time I did it, mm-hmm. um, was I found that not not just myself, but the other um, doctors at UCSB were more than willing to write a letter on behalf of the student to their professors to mm-hmm. say, this student was not able to complete this test or this paper um, due to illness mm-hmm. in this period of time. Please extend it. Yeah. And yeah. that... I think for a lot of students, it was a godsend. Yeah. So if for no other reason, go to the student <laughs> center. Yeah. And um, I, I thought it was a tremendous – I've been there in years, but I think it's still a tremendously welcoming place. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The The student center is a great place. Would you say that there's, there's certain things that they're doing well and then
1: uh, – Certain things that they could improve on? Well, I haven't been there since, I want to say, like 2008. Mm-hmm. I know that, um, they, that pretty much anybody they hire mm-hmm. have the students as their main focal point. Delivering good health care to the students is their main mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that don't like students don't last there very long. One of the things I truly appreciated about it, Mm -hmm. and I think it's still true, is that there can be so much stigma around seeing a psychiatrist, Yes, right? Mm -hmm. And what I loved about it was, there's a big waiting room. And back then, at least, there was like a big bowl of bubblegum or hard candy, Mm -hmm. sugarless bubblegum, and a jigsaw puzzle, you know, and you could sit there for hours before Mm -hmm. your appointment or after your appointment. With other people, you had no idea where they're mm-hmm. seeing GYN, where they're going to the primary care or, you know. And so it, it helped to normalize it for the students, mm-hmm. I think, to see a psychiatrist. Yeah. And um, I think that they they still have that very much as their mission. Mm-hmm.
0: You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Saham with KCSB News. Today, we're talking about student mental health here on campus. You'll hear more from Dr. Pam Reeves about the kinds of stressors that students are facing during the holiday season and throughout the year. So, uh, like you said, there's a lot of stigma around, you know, seeing a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. uh, getting help. For a lot of people, there's, there's stigma or getting help might be kind of an elusive thing. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like
1: in practice? I don't know how exactly one goes about making appointments at this point. Mm -hmm. I think you can go online and do that. Mm -hmm. You can tell me. Yeah. 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 Um, And I think, uh, so there's psychology counseling program Mm -hmm. that also works with the psychiatrists at Student Health. Mm -hmm. And a psychology program also has a lot of groups for students Mm -hmm. that are really good. I had students who were in groups for depression. Groups for anxiety. Frankly, part of my training was to be in a group myself Mm -hmm. and to lead a group myself Mm -hmm. for two years. Um, And also to have my own psychotherapy and as well as, you know, learn to do psychotherapy Mm -hmm. because it's important to know what it's like to sit in the other chair. Mm -hmm. And when I, my last position at Harvard was the director of residency training. And at that point, I couldn't mandate to my residents, you, you need to be in therapy so you know. Mm-hmm. But pretty much that was an understanding. Mm-hmm. And it was good in that Harvard at that point had five different programs. And so the, pro, the, the residents at Cambridge could go see somebody at Mass General or Mass, it was called Mass Mental Health, mm-hmm. uh, or the Brigham for $30. Wow. That was really good.
0: That's super interesting. I didn't, I had no idea that it would be, for you, it was obligatory to to get therapy? Interesting.
1: It it was obligatory and I needed it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I started an internship, a medical internship with a 10-week-old baby. Oh. And I managed to get through my internship. When I started doing my residency, it became clear that um, I needed help. Yeah. Because I, I... Was struggling Mm -hmm. with depression Uh and 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 keeping up with being a new mom Mm -hmm. and working. You know, back then, not quite thirty six on and twelve off, but you know, pretty much being at the hospital all the Uh time. Yeah, and and how to how to manage all of that. Yeah, and a a big workload. Huge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also in psychiatry, I found it very interesting that while my work days were shorter, Mm -hmm. they might be 10, 12 hours, as opposed to 24, 30 hours in the ICU, I was always more exhausted at the end of my day in psychiatry. Yeah. Because stuff was coming at me that I, you know, Mm -hmm. your first year of residency after internship, you are we were working at the state mental hospitals, which we still had then Mm -hmm. huge hospitals that were like cities into themselves and also working in other inpatient units. Mm -hmm. And, and you are de facto seeing the sickest patients at that
0: Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. You can, you can speak to this too, because, um, you can talk to the people who are trying to kind of follow a similar career path as you, uh, what's that like and do you
1: have any advice for them? Our daughter who is 26 Mm -hmm. is um, actually in medical school um, in Dublin, Ireland Mm -hmm. at the Royal College of Surgeons. Uh, She went through the U.S. application process, which is broken, I'll just (laughs) say that. So I think and and I say this to my daughter, who I think wants to become a child and adolescent psychiatrist mm-hmm. because she sees what it's like to be part of a national health service, mm-hmm. um, which we do not have here. Yeah, And the disparities for people who do not have insurance and the people who do are huge. I mean, we're lucky in California in that we have, Covered California, uh-huh. which actually is quite a good insurance program. And that's another good thing about the UCs. You guys have a really good insurance uh-huh. uh, program. So um, what what we don't really have in the U.S. is a good system for the people in between. Yeah, And what I found very hard and still find very hard is that, uh, um, and I, I've done quite a bit of teaching over the years, including for medical students at USC who came up here to do a psych rotation. Mm-hmm. And they would say, I love psychiatry. I loved internal medicine. But I have $400,000 in loans when I get done. Yeah. And I can't make enough money doing primary care or psychiatry uh, or pediatrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, To pay those loans back.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So I'm going to do a surgical subspecialty. Uh Even though that's not not what they wanted. And frankly, we are starved for psychiatry. Mm -hmm. And starved for primary care doctors and pediatrics and OBGYN. Even in Santa Barbara. Mm. It's almost, I get calls every day, even though I'm retired. Uh Uh-huh. Who can I see? Where can I go? Really? Yeah, it's because there's a shortage. Yes, Mm -hmm. and it's not just here, and it's not just in the U.S. It is international. Yeah, and uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and it makes me sad that people don't choose what they love because they can't meet their student loan debts. Mm -hmm. So that 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 is another part where our system is broken yeah as i understand it uh this new loan forgiveness program does not include medical school
0: really perpetuating the the shortage (laughs) exactly interesting
1: (laughs) very interesting
0: yeah i mean at the uc we have uh tuition stability so for the for four years it's going to be the same price every year okay that's good yeah
1: it takes, didn't used to be
0: that way. I know. So, pretty new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Takes a bit of the stress off, but, you know, big burden mm-hmm. to deal with.
1: Well, it, I think it, it, it weighs on people. Yeah. And this system isn't going to change mm-hmm. anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I hope, and I wish it would. Yeah. So hopefully we're heading in that direction. Hopefully we're heading in that direction. And I almost always had, out of the eight residents per year, out mm-hmm. uh, of four years, a couple were always Canadian and and they were totally astounded, confused, horrified by the fact that somebody's insurance dictated where, if, when, they got health care. because in Canada mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's no day at the beach. You have there are lines, there are queues, you have to but you do get taken care of. Mm-hmm and I, I think it it's a very i'm not even sure i could call it penny wise but pound foolish system because it ends up being the case that as taxpayers we end up paying way more for people who are sick mm-hmm. because they're not getting the care they need medically because you you wait because you
0: can't get the the care that you need and then your condition or whatever it is progresses Too late. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, not responsible, No, not
1: future-focused. Not future-focused, no. So one thing I, I think about going home mm-hmm. is people regress. Yeah. And by regress, I mean we go back to patterns, behaviors, interactions, interactive styles that we had before we left home mm-hmm. and growing up. And it's not just with our parents, it's also with our siblings, grandparents, aunts, uncles. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to fall back into those patterns without even realizing. Yeah. It. And it can catch you short. You can feel like, wait, is this still going on? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I, I, I think actually, I encourage students to, to speak up and say, wait a minute, are we still doing this? Mm-hmm. Or to try and have an adult conversation about mm-hmm. how okay, that's not working anymore. Right. So let's find another way to communicate. hmm And most of the time I think you will probably have receptive parents. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't want to hear it. Yeah. But most of the time they'll actually be like, Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> that's very mature. Oh, that's pretty fair <laughs> of
1: you. And I I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's again always fair to be able to say I'm finding my way, yeah. And I consider myself very fortunate to have access to resources like student health, like the counseling center, um, everything that's here. Yeah, uh, not just the beach. <laughs> um, frankly, we're fortunate mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, to to have these resources.
0: Yeah, a lot of resources and and independence, newfound independence. So. That can definitely be an asset. And I do think
1: it's important. I mean, we all, God knows, I certainly lost my way for a while in the 60s um, and later. But um, it's important to try to find people that you can truly be yourself with Mm -hmm. and who who have the same values you have. Right. And it's also very true. Substances are everywhere. Yeah. And... I could go out on, I, I could walk out of the studio and find what I want. Oh, I'm sure. A to Z. Yeah. Um, and any student can. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably would take me longer because I look <laughs> old, Duh. but um, it is, it's everywhere. And mm-hmm. in an attempt to kind of fit in, I think a lot of students make the choice to do things and try things that can derail them. Yes. And can lead to. Bad outcomes, mm-hmm. and especially now with the fentanyl being cut into opioids. Yes. Kids are using what they think are opioids, and no, yeah. and they're dead. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to remember that. Even if it's your best friend saying, Come on, try this. Mm-hmm. I did it, it didn't hurt me. I can tell you batch to batch, it can be very different. Yes. It's it's dangerous. In Isla Vista, in any college town. Yes. And not just college towns. Um, all up and down uh, it's basically the Appalachian Trail. It's sad because it can wipe out entire families.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've been talking a lot about how it can be hard for people to, like, go back to their family dynamics. But I think it can be equally as hard to be going away from your family and sort of trying to grasp that independence. Absolutely. And find who your people
1: are. Yeah. I mean, And some people make that adjustment more easily than others. For a lot of people, going to college is their first ever time away from home. Mm-hmm. It's important to be aware that you, as a student, have the capacity to reassure your parents. Mm-hmm. And to be able to say to them, Literally, one of the best things you've done for me is to teach me how to problem solve mm-hmm. because that's what you're here to do. Yeah. And um, probably they'll go, Oh, <laughs> oh, we taught you that? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. So that's a way of kind of saying thank you yes. and saying, This is for me to do now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very important message to get across. To yes. And a way to disarm the, uh, their own version of why haven't you, why don't you, mm-hmm. how can you, yeah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Very awesome. All yeah. right. Wow. Thank you Thank so you. much for so taking the time me
1: and to meet you.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. We're talking about student mental health this week on Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Holm with KCSB News. As you just heard from Dr. Pam Reeves, the Student Health Center is a great resource for students here at UCSB. You can find a wealth of psychiatric services, social work services, and alcohol and drug programs on the Student Health Services website at studenthealth.sa.ucsb.edu. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5pm to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.